Had it from a shot off the post, rebound, score! Paul Cotter follows the puck off the iron, puts it into the goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Broken up from behind, intended for Milano. Two on one for Vegas. Marcia so on the left. Will Smith got it to him. He scores! Nicholas Wong! is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas. Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace hanging out at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Darren Millard back in Studio 31. And Jared Justice live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Jared, you're ready, right? I don't know. Home of the... Woo! <laughs> sounded pretty ready. I'm not sure about the execution, but you sounded ready. That's outstanding. Right out of the hop, eh? Fantastic. What's the listener number? How do people get a hold of us? 702-876-1340. That's the number if you'd like to give us a call. Every single week, we give you an opportunity, first segment of the show, to call in with your thoughts and your opinions on the Vegas Golden Knights. It's Ask the Insiders, 702-876-1340. Dial up. I'm sure everyone's got a lot to talk about after last night's game, Darren. Well, you've got the Saturday night tilt against the Tampa Bay Lightning, which was a measuring stick game. And then the follow-up where you drop a point against the Chicago Blackhawks last night on the road, followed up by a trade today in which the Vegas Golden Knights ship Shea Weber and a fifth-round pick to the Arizona Coyotes for Dylan Mayo, a defenseman. And this is largely a a transaction dealing with the salary cap because Weber's uh, almost $8 million in in cap hit goes to the Arizona Coyotes who can uh, take that on. And what it allows Vegas to do is gives them some flexibility, both right now uh, to a certain extent, but more so in the summer. Uh, uh, You're you're only allowed to go over 10% of the salary cap beyond uh, the salary cap uh, by 10% in the summer. Uh, with, with Che Weber's contract in place, you're pretty much already there. It gave you very little wiggle room uh, when it comes uh, to uh, qualifying offers or acquiring players or uh, signing players, extending uh, contracts or re-signing players. So that uh, that really does uh, give up uh, Kelly McCrimmon, George McPhee, and the Hawk Operations Department uh, a lot of flexibility in the summer. I don't want anybody to, to misinterpret this deal into something as imminent uh, leading up to the National Hockey League trade deadline. That, uh, uh, that doesn't really come into play much at all uh, with this, uh, this deal. Uh, Mayo is uh, uh, shy of a million dollars on his contract. Uh, he'll report to the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, you do shed that, uh, that salary of Shea Weber, who's not going to play again anyway, uh, even though he, he's been traded twice uh, in his uh, career and he's not even been an active player. That's uh, how much uh, uh, fandangling there is and fiddling with the, with the salary cap. So I, I just don't want anybody to think that uh, that this means that Kelly McCrimmon is hot on the pursuit of something and is clearing some cap space uh, with, with that, with uh, uh, Mark Stone placed on LTIR uh, this week and then Shea Weber's uh, contract uh, sent out. Uh, those those are, are separate 
from the National Hockey League trade deadline. This really does give more uh, freedom uh, when it comes to the to the off season and the summer for the Vegas Golden Knights, and allows them to uh, to easily uh, more easily navigate things. Yeah, as you mentioned, there's there's you can exceed the salary cap in the off season by ten percent, and you know in the in the in the case of the Vegas Golden Knights with Shea Weber in that contract, that eats up a lot of that that space for the Golden Knights who have. You know, some restricted free agents, unrestricted free agents, they're going to have to or want to make decisions on over the course of the offseason. Uh, it kind of makes more sense to, to utilize those assets in players that you expect to play for yeah. you next season. So uh, on that front, it makes a lot of sense for the Vegas Golden Knights. Like Right now, they they were operating with Robin Leonard not playing. His his contract was an LTIR. Uh, Shea Weber, LTIR. Uh, Mark Stone, LTIR. You had a lot of money over there. That, uh, you're you're going to expect Mark Stone back next year. You're going to expect Robin Leonard uh, to be active. So uh, there's uh, there's uh, uh, an ability there to uh, use uh, real players uh, under the salary cap and then give yourself some flexibility with the Shea Weber situation. Now, let's get to the phone lines. Uh, Mike, you're on line one. Welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Well, I thought that goalie number 30 should have been called up rather than Hutchinson. Don't you agree? That guy was outstanding. Wasn't he? Did you see him stopping Marshy so on the one-timers? Oh, it, it really ticked off Marshy. Uh, I will say this. There. I, I had uh, I had this moment the other day, and, and I, I this will shock everybody, uh, I know. <laughs> but but I am a constant talker uh, when I do get the opportunity to, to, to skate with the guys, whether it's one on one or whether it's uh, with the team situation, like it was the other day. And and I had two great experiences. One, I, I went out with the power play guys to start, and I was not ready for that. Uh, to be honest, uh, I thought they were going to zip it around and then they would take the odd shot, and and it was just uh, more to to get some touches. No, uh, there was three straight shots that Chandler Stevenson took that I didn't even come close to touching. <laughs> and they went in the middle of the net, and he just looked at me with this big smile on his face, like, uh, welcome to the to the league, kid. Like, you are so out of your element. That's exactly what Chandler said to me without <laughs> saying a word, and it was awesome. I, I was laughing all day uh, thinking about him looking at me. The other one was uh, Riley Smith came down, and I stopped him a couple of times. And I always chirp Riley. I'm always uh, right on board with that. Uh, but uh, Riley's got this, this switch, and he's like the Hulk. Like, he, you love him. But you're not going to love him when he's angry. So I chirped him a couple of times, and then he one-timed this thing that was just a rocket. It went right by my ear. He wasn't aiming for my head, but he was aiming for the net. went right by my ear and, and uh, in the net, and I walked up to him. I said, boy, I don't want to get you angry. He said, I'm, I'm like flipping pucks in at you, and then he started chirping me. Screw that. I'm, I'm just going to hammer it. So it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was, uh, it, it's always great to get out with the guys uh, wearing that number 30. I was impressed. I, I want a moment of silence for that poor guy who was on the three-team parlay contest, the Michael E. Minden contest. Oh, my week. goodness. How could you lose the Toronto game? You never trust the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's how. That's how. Never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, for any reason, ever, trust the wow. Toronto Maple Leafs to win a game they're supposed to win. Just I don't do it. I won a massive, massive meal. Uh, through Stewie, Andrew Stewart, who runs City National <laughs> Arena, who also practices uh, at times with the Vegas Golden Knights. He's a little fella with good feet and quick hands uh, as a goaltender. Uh, but he and I had a wager on last year's playoffs, and I said, there's, there's no way uh, Tampa Bay is losing this. And I won this fabulous meal. So I'm, I'm with you there, uh, Ryan. Well, I, I went down the rabbit hole with that poor guy because I thought, sure, and I bet heavily bet on Toronto. That's the last you did. Time I'll do that. No, I, I deserved everything I got. 
But My- I will say this, um, and I, Ryan, I hit you with this last night. Yeah. And I, I want to hit Darren with it today. I believe that Patrick Kane will improve our power play. Now, Ryan had a very thoughtful response. What say you, Darren? Would he improve the power play? I believe if we had Patrick Kane, our power play would be better. He's had 400 power play points in his illustrious career. Yeah. Mike, let me put it another way to you. And I agree. I'm I'm fully on board in agreement. But I'll, I'll phrase it this way. Would you and I be on the same page that the Edmonton Oilers have the best power play in the National Hockey League? Well, it seems so. 31% okay. last time right. I checked. Right. I say and, yes. And it said it, it has the record for the, the highest power play percentage over a four-year period in NHL history, the last Indeed. four years. Uh, so I will phrase uh, your, your question this way. Patrick Kane would help the Edmonton Oilers power play. So that gives you the answer of how impactful a Patrick Kane would be. He, he would help anybody's power play uh, if you're able to acquire him. The problem the is finding a way to if, acquire him. Well, if, if I may respectfully push back a little, the difference with Edmonton and the VGK is that Edmonton doesn't have a six-pack like the, the Vegas Golden Knights do. I think it's the best six defensemen starting currently in the league. Okay. No, no. But what I'm saying is is Patrick Kane would help any power play. So so saying he's going to help the Vegas power play, that's a no-brainer because he would help the best power play in the National Hockey League. I don't think he's going to Edmonton. Uh, I'm not I'm not alluding to that at all. I'm just no, saying no. that uh, that uh, that he's he's that skillful that there isn't a power play in the universe that uh, that Patrick Kane would wouldn't help out. But you seem to be going down a path that you would like to see Patrick Kane acquired by the Golden Knights for one of the defensemen. No, not net. well. One of the backups and whatever, whatever package you could put together, like a Korzak, a Hutton, somebody who you don't have to lose. I'll even go Brisson because they have the same agent, for heaven's sake. So Patrick Kane's a rental. Yes. You'd be okay with that? I'm, I'm okay with raising one Stanley Cup before I die. I'm uh, okay with that. I'm <laughs> I'm with you on that, buddy. I, I'm absolutely with you on that. And there's people around the league who've been saying that uh, forever. And yeah, he he would be huge. Now, the, the the situation with Patrick is he has to agree to come to your team. So that's a huge stumbling block for all 30, 29 teams that are, are still in the mix because Chicago's not in the mix, uh, Toronto's not in the mix, and the New York Rangers are, are not in the mix. So uh, 29 teams that, that he's going to want to go to. That's going to be knocked down to two or one. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think Patrick's list is longer than two, uh, and which is it, it doubles up what it, what it was before because he didn't want to go anyplace other than the Rangers of Toronto to begin with. Uh, I think it's going to be in the Eastern Conference, quite honestly, uh, Mike. Uh, and I think it's going to be in the New York area, Mike. Uh, oh, wow. the, that, that, that's what my sources are telling me hmm. regarding Patrick Kane. That does lead you to believe that it could be an Islanders uh, trying to get in or a New Jersey Devils, which would fit his skill level. And could you imagine uh, uh, that lineup with, with Patrick Kane? Like The, the Devils aren't the sexy, sexy team like the Rangers or the Maple Leafs. But when you look at the personnel uh, I, I, and, and Patrick Kane's experience, 
and the the cap situation, I think you might be able to to get a deal done uh, on that regard. So I I believe Patrick. If Patrick does go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think Patrick's going to the Eastern Conference. You know what's interesting is you you say the New York area, and we all know that nothing gets out when it comes to Lou Lamarillo. So. Um, Patrick Kane to the New Jersey Devils, confirmed by Darren Millard. Let's just go there, okay? Uh, Great stuff. I, I, I'm fine that, uh, that I would put them at the top of the list. If you wanted yeah. to say that, I would be absolutely uh, on, on board with that. That if, makes the if, most if sense Lou's, to me. If Lou's involved, Lou may have acquired him three days ago. <laughs> that's true. And, well, and no, we, we just no. don't know about it. That, no. That's how quiet things are with if, Lou. If Lou would have acquired him three days ago, there's not a chance he would have played last night. It's, uh, it's, it's wild. Uh, back to the phone lines. Uh, thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Stephanie, you're on the VGK Insider Show. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Hey, doing Stephanie. Great. So um, I want to talk a little bit about the trade that they just announced mm-hmm. uh, not very long ago. Um, from, from what I understand, and if I'm wrong, I hope you guys can correct that, but from what I understand, the main effect that this trade has isn't actually cap-based. Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. Um, is it isn't really affecting cap space right now, no. but gives them more flexibility in the summer. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I I really like the idea of that. I honestly would feel okay if this is really kind of the only move they make. I I gosh, I just really don't want to see them mortgage the future to try and win this year. Like I I want the Knights to win, but I don't think that doing it. Again, after having essentially done that the last few years, is really in their best interest. Um, you know, just hopeful that Mark Stone, if we um, is able to come back, either close to or at the playoffs, um, that LT is able to come back. I, I think that we have a team that can play well. And honestly, since the All Star break, we've seen that with what we have, the team has been able to play really well. It was kind of a stinker last night. It, it was. It was one of those clunky games, right? Uh, and I don't just want, I want to remind everybody and reiterate this. Uh, the the deal today, the fifth-round pick and Shea Weber's contract going to Arizona for Dillamayo, uh defenseman, uh, who's going to play for the Henderson Silver Knights, that, that doesn't move them any closer or further away. It, it doesn't really move the needle at all as far as the trade deadline in 15 days uh there's there's no real impact it's less than that actually um uh, from a proximity standpoint uh, it just gives you a little bit more to work with with uh, stone's going to be healthy and and robin leonard's going to be uh hopefully activated uh, and he's going to be back so it's uh, it's it's on on that side so uh, stephanie you're not in favor of rental that that's what you're saying i'm not um Sorry, my kids are on something today. Um, I'm not. I, if, especially if it's going to cost um, a lot for the future. I don't want to see any kind of rental that involves the first round draft pick, um, for sure. Uh, and I don't want to see a really expensive rental because I don't know that that's really what's going to help. Because what's missing right now from the team mainly is Mark Stone and you're not going to replace Mark Stone. There's nobody available right now that is going to do what Mark Stone does. So I would much rather see if they're going to make any more trades, smaller trades that is somebody that you could potentially keep Mm -hmm. or, you know, isn't going to have a huge, huge salary cap impact or implications or anything like that. It's going to complement the players that we have 
versus like, oh, this is going to replace Mark Stone. This is going to be a new superstar. Like, just supplement yeah. what we already have. Uh, for Vegas, uh, thank you, Stephanie. Appreciate it. Uh, line open here on the VGK Insider Show, 876-1340. For Vegas, uh, giving up the fifth-round pick uh, this year, they still have their first-rounder. Uh, they have two-thirds, their own, and Buffalo's uh, related to the uh, Alex Tuck deal, and then a sixth and a seventh-round pick uh, mm-hmm. this year. So uh, that gives them five uh, picks uh, out of these seven rounds uh, for this year. Let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, who do we got going on uh, right now? Is this uh, Rita? Rita, I haven't t- chatted with you in a while. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I miss you. Well, I miss you too, but now i got to disagree with you. Okay. Uh, you said Kelly, don't think Kelly's up to something. I prefer to think Kelly's up to oh, something. Oh, no. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't mean the Shea Weber deal uh, is is a direct uh, implication to yeah, yeah, that yeah. Kelly's going to be doing something. No explanations. Just Rita, you're the best. Yeah. I love Rita. But listen, I do have a question, and you guys got to explain this to me like I'm five, because I've only heard it a few times in games. But I don't know. A couple of games ago, they said, "Oh, Shea turned that over because he pinched." What the hell is pinching? I, I don't even understand what it is. Okay, so you've got a defenseman, and you're. let's start with the puck is in the offensive zone, and the Vegas Golden Knights are trying to score. Uh, we'll start with that. Okay, Rita? Okay. And the, the, our defenseman, the Golden Knights defenseman, let's say it's uh, Shea Theodore and, and, and Alec Martinez. Uh, let's throw those two out there. And uh, the puck is on the, uh, the right hand boards. And it comes up to the right-hand boards, and their player is is right on the boards, and he's going to get the puck and near the blue line or down by the hash marks. Does this make sense? Yeah, so far I'm following you. Pinching is Shea Weber instead of retreating and playing defense and backing up and handling that play from a defending standpoint. Pinching means. Uh, Shea Weber jumping down and checking that player inside the offensive zone on the boards and and trying to keep the puck in the zone and make a play, cause a turnover, and keep the the offensive push alive. So that's what a pinch is. Now, sometimes when you get caught pinching, it means that that player either gets around the defending uh, player, like Shea Shea, uh, Theodore, or chips the puck out because that... That happened, uh, think about uh, the Minnesota game. Uh, Jonathan Marcheseau had the puck twice on the wall and got it out past a pinching Minnesota Wild defenseman. Twice got it to Paul Cotter and Jack Eichel, and they ended up uh, scoring on those two plays. You, you turn A lot of times when you pinch, it turns what could be a two-on-two or a three-on-two rush into a odd man scenario where it's a two-on-one or a three-on-one. That's the gamble, the risk with pinching. So you have to be very aware of numbers, situation, and your your chance of keeping that puck in the zone. Is it an educated, is a good pinch where you've got leverage, you're going to get there either before that player gets the puck or at the same time. You don't want to be late getting to that pinch. Does that does that help you? Yeah, it, I, I figured it had to be something like that, but I've never heard it explained in... You don't hear it too often nope. on the calls. 
You know what? Uh, and, and Rita, I want to tell you, uh, there's there's a, a couple of people that uh, ask me these questions. Uh, one is uh, is Grandpa Callaway, uh, and and he sends me these questions all the time, and I love them because I'm I'm too close to it. Uh, I can't see the trees through the forest. A lot of this vernacular is just ingrained in me, and I never never thought that uh, the the term pinch might be foreign to to an audience uh, that, that hasn't grown up in the game. And, and, Rita, you follow our sport as closely as, as any of our listeners, but that is a great question, and I love those, and there's no no question that uh, that we can't explain on this show, and, uh, and I, I'm very thankful that you did that. I appreciate it. Okay. Uh, thank you, and hopefully the rest of the sportscasting world starts giving us some props because... All they can talk about is avalanche. Anyway, <laughs> thanks, guys. Thank thanks, you, Rita. Rita. There's uh, Rita on line number three. Appreciate it. Back to uh, line number one. It's Henderson Frank on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hi, Frank. Hey, how you guys doing? What's hey, happening? So, um, was, was the trade for Mayo, is that like the appetizer of what's going to follow? <laughs> and, and I sure hope so. And I'll tell you, I remember what maybe last year I was talking to you guys uh, about the Patrick Kane thing, and you said, well, "Yeah, there's a you know, there's that um, you can't pay for him, and and it's going to cost too much." But you know, the Knights have to go all in for this kid. I mean, I said it before. I hope they can get him. I hope he wants to come and play for us, and that'd be great. Just watching him skate and play last night, it almost looked like he wanted to put on a show to say, "Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, you guys want me," and he's still a, a, just an unbelievable player. But if we cannot land Patrick Kane, uh, who's out there? Who are we going to get? I mean, if he goes somewhere else, is, is Meyer still available? And if not, what do you guys think about going after J.T. Miller to maybe fill a spot? Good power play specialist. I think maybe we get a good price for him. Uh, well, no if, if you've Yeah, if you've listened to the show at all, uh, I, I'm going to say 100%. Uh, no on J.T. Miller. Darren? Okay. Yeah. This is just me talking. I'm not speaking for the organization. No chance. Is, is <laughs> Darren right. Millard working a deal for for JT Miller? You don't. Yeah. He can score. You're right. Uh, but uh, but there's. Uh, I just. I'm not. I'm not a fan. Uh, and I think that uh, that he would take away from uh, from what you've got going here. My mm-hmm. hope is still that Mark Stone that that possibility has been opened up. Uh, by a couple of uh, comments from the organization that uh, that there's a chance that we could see him back uh, by the by the end of the regular season. My my hope is still uh, on on that regard, which would be an amazing uh, acquisition. And as far as the the appetizer, I'm going to say it again, and I'll probably say it six or seven times. This should turn into a gr- drinking game. Sure. The <laughs> trade, the the Weber Mayo trade, uh, means less to the next two weeks than it does to whatever happens after July 1st yeah. uh, and in the right. summer. That, that's where the flexibility comes into play. That's the, the real advantage for the, for, the, for the Vegas Golden Knights when it comes to uh, the opportunity to make adjustments to your roster. Because right now, they're, they're like long-term injury, you've, you've got a, a pile of money already there. If, if Stone's not a long-term injury, maybe, maybe this trade doesn't happen right now. Uh, maybe it happens later, but with Stone already out there, then then and that possibility is available to 
shed uh, the the Shea Weber contract and and allows you more freedom in the summer. It, it it's timely, but I don't think whatever happens in the next two weeks has has a direct uh, connection to the Shea Weber trade. And, and I well, will say, just kind of to to your point about Patrick Kane, as Darren mentioned earlier, and it's worth repeating. It's only where Patrick Kane plays beyond March third is completely determined by Patrick Kane. So whether or not you've got interest, whether or not there are teams and organizations that want to add him, ultimately the decision lands solely on Patrick Kane. He's going to pick his destination. That's the reality. Uh, As far as putting on a show last night, I didn't even think Patrick was that good. No, he, he had, had the he moment. Had a couple of chances. Yeah, yeah he had uh, the moment. But, but it wasn't, and then he had the big uh, clapper at the end, and, and then he had the shootout. But I didn't think he was uh, as noticeable. The guy that, that I felt was putting on a show last night is my buddy Max Domi. Uh, yeah, he and, and, and he's he's out there. He's their leading point producer right now. He's leading in goals. He's got an edge to him. He took the ten minute misconduct. Probably wasn't a good look for for Maximilian there. But uh, but I I I think he is the one that's trying to showcase himself, knowing that that uh, three million dollar cap hit could be on the move uh, this year. And and Max and I uh, we've talked about uh, about uh, I've known Max forever. And uh, and we've talked about different uh, scenarios, and he 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 loves Vegas. I've I haven't talked to him specifically about Vegas, but I know that uh, that he his eyes would light up with an opportunity to win a Stanley Cup with with the Vegas Vegas well, Golden Knights. I, I just I just want to say that you know I, I was going on my phone and I was looking at um, all the players that are doing really good for the power play, and you know we're not doing very good on the power play. So of those lists of those players. And I threw out the JT Miller. I think maybe the top 10, 15 players are all in the playoffs with those teams. He's the only one that really comes out of it uh, for Vancouver that I see that probably won't make the playoffs to where he, he's still a good power play specialist. So that's the well, only reason I, I threw JT Miller out there. I, I hear what you're saying about, no, he's not definitely not going to come here. So um, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I'm excited about who they're going to go ahead and pick up, whoever it is. I just hope we just don't get any more injuries moving forward, um, and we just keep doing what we're doing. And uh, I'm going to be watching and listening and uh, hoping the best for this Golden Knight. Here's the here's the cool thing. Before you hang up on, on JT yeah. Miller, is is he signed? So there's some weird stuff going on in Vancouver the course of the summer. They wanted Bo Horvat. Uh, he played hardball with them. They said, okay, we're going to show you. We're going to give your money to somebody who really wants it. And they signed yep. Bo Horvat uh, to uh, a long, or sorry, JT Miller to a, to a long-term contract. That contract doesn't actually kick in until <laughs> next year. And he's got trade protection on that contract. But he's still working under his old contract. So if Vancouver really wanted to right now, they can yep. get out from underneath that contract because of the lack of trade protection that exists right now and deal him to somebody, and then he would still have his, his long-term uh, uh, contract. But, uh, but it's years, really interesting. It, it would be, be kind of sneaky uh, on Vancouver's side, uh, but, uh, but it's, it's interesting. Uh, JT Miller could be out there for a couple of uh, different reasons. Uh, appreciate it, Frank. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Caller on uh, line number three. It's Todd on the VGK Insider Show. What's up, Todd? Not much, guys. What's up with you? Just chilling out over at Oyo and Studio 31. It's uh, a regular opening day of the week, and we're having some fun. Uh, great reaction from the callers today. You can tell that the trade deadlines are on the corner. 
Yeah, I, I, I like what Stephanie said. I don't think they should do much because there's only two trades I can think of that they've made in their history that have been good, and that's Stevenson and, and Nick Waugh. Every other trade they made has been a disaster. Mark Stone isn't a good trade? Not really. He's been hurt all the time. What, what have they done with, with anybody that they've got? Like Leonard, horrible trade. He was hurt when we got him. He's still hurt. Pacioretty was always hurt. That'll do it. A little bit of a slip up there. It happens every now and then <laughs> where you're just natural. And, and one of the great things that I, I've always, uh, one of my aspirations when I'm doing television or, or on this show is you feel like you're at the bar. You're hanging yeah, out. Yeah, 100%. You're just chatting, hanging out with the, with your friends. I'll say well, Jared Justice was quick on the trigger there. Good job, well, buddy. Get him gone. He got him gone, but isn't he supposed to be gone before? Like, isn't, isn't well? They... You can't you can't predict when someone's just going to let one of those fall out of their mouths. But like, isn't that why there's do? a delay? Isn't the know, delay Jer- supposed to get you? Jared, was the delay on? No comment. Let's go to break. <laughs> that like <laughs> the idea of the delay is so that doesn't get on. Oh boy. Like I've been you around. have one more caller. Would you like to take them? Yes. Who, who who's on the uh, you have line Sal. with Sal? Hey, Sal. What's up? Hey, Sal. <laughs> Sal. Do me a favor for Jared. Listen. Just don't keep, swear. Keep it clean, okay? As well, is a dumb button that he's got that your your guy needs to learn. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I'm sorry, man. That was pretty funny. That's why they got the ten seconds. <laughs> exactly. What do you got going on, buddy? Uh, just feeling like. Uh, well, I'm hearing the callers. I agree the most with Stephanie. Um, I, if, if there's a move made, this is a cynical take, but if there's a move made, I hope it's one that gets Kelly McCrimmon fired because I, I've had enough of him ruining the, the backbone of this team. Um, but, you know, if, if this is EA Sports NHL 23, then go ahead, give us, get us Patrick Kane and plug him into a roster, and then he's just going to magically have all the chemistry and then this team is a Stanley Cup contender, but um, it doesn't work like that in the NHL. You need chemistry. You need cohesiveness. That's why the Lightning are there every single year. They don't. They don't make major changes. They make minor changes. And you just gotta you gotta stick with the game plan. And luckily, we have a really good coach that can make young young players better. And um, I keep keep it simple because Sal, Sal, can I, I, I'm gonna play devil's advocate with you, okay? And I, and I, I want some back and forth between you and I on this. Are you criticizing Kelly McCrimmon for a trade that he hasn't made yet? No, but uh, but the, what he's his resume since he's been here, I've heavily disagreed with the majority of his moves. Okay, well and he's been to three Final Fours and a Stanley Cup Final, and is in first place right now. Now, all things considered, I know that you say that. All things considered. Two of those final fours left a really bad taste in your mouth, given the uh, the, the opponent and given the way we, we were knocked out. Wouldn't you agree with that? You, that you wanted more. You you wanted to get past Dallas. You wanted to get past uh, the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, yeah. nobody in their right mind unbiasedly thinks we should have dropped that series to Dallas. Dropped it to Montreal. Well, Dallas is one, Dallas is one uh, uh, that I, I don't mind having an issue with that one. Uh, Montreal. Uh, yeah, you, you expected to be 
to get to the Santa yeah. Cup final in in that situation. Um, but uh, got, I, you, I, I'm I'm with you on that one. I, I I and that but but Kelly Kelly's job by then is done, right? That he's the manager. He he, he gave the team. They got there. Kelly's job uh, was finished by by then. If if you're saying they had the team, then that's not Kelly's position. I know. He I know the, the, team. the philosophy is that you know GM's job is a. It, uh, Jim's job is to get to the final four and then his job is complete. So it's partially true. But, you know, if you look really deep into all the things he's done since he got here in uh, year two, year three, year three. Um, well, he was know, here I, from I, the very start. He, he was with George McPhee uh, from the very start. Yeah, McPhee's a, a legend. He's, he's the greatest thing that happened to this franchise. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I love George. Uh, I love Kelly, too. Uh, <laughs> I, I go way back with Kelly. But uh, I, I don't think it's fair to to criticize him based on the performance of the team. And uh, certainly with the, with the Patrick Kane, I would love to see Patrick from Chicago uh, in Vegas. I, I, it sounds I would, great. I would love it. I just it sounds, it I, I don't know great, whether. Especially if this was a video game simulation. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I, I, I would love it, but. The the price is is going to be exorbitant. I don't know whether you can you can fit it in uh, salary cap wise, but hey, uh, buddy, I, I think that was a good good back and forth. I think we both we both learned something there. The last thing I'll say, if I have if I have a moment, um, am I still there? am I still there? Just don't yeah. swear. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, really quick. The last thing I'll say is I think of all the years that we've had a lot of promise and optimism, th- this is the one year where I think we have maybe. Given that we're in the, the the lesser of the two strong conferences, I say we have a, a Final Four team again as is, but I'm pessimistic to think that this is a Stanley Cup contender, and I'd rather not do something ridiculous that could make it worse down the road and just try to do our best with our unit as is, whereas in the past we had teams that were, that were salivating over another chance at a Stanley Cup run and it ends way shorter, and and things don't go our way. So Sal- I think this is more of a realization where we're 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 not. I don't think there's something we can do that can get us over that hump this year. Well, I think it's so wide open that maybe a big move does put you over the hump. That's that's what the one way of looking at it right now. The other part that's is really taking your chances fair. and and letting the players uh, elevate their game at the right time and uh, and away you go on that. I don't know whether you heard John Chan last week, the former executive producer of Hockey Night in Canada, the co-host of the Bobby Cowan podcast. He joins us every Thursday. Uh, he threw out that he thinks that uh, maybe a, 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 a winger that can put the puck in the net at the odd time and, and can give sure. you some penalty-killing minutes. I love that take on it. Uh, be more middle ground um, uh, than, than what we've seen in the past, but more middle of the road on it. And, and I think that there's some, some merit to what, uh, what we may see from the Vegas Golden Knights uh, trade who, deadline uh, playoff. Who was the guest? that was from the Detroit Red Wings last week during the All-Star break. I thought he was an excellent, excellent guest. Who was that? I, I don't know he whether was, it was this he show. He was on the show with, I think, Lindsay was her name. I know oh, okay. you guys weren't doing the show. You might have been yeah. on vacation. Uh, Asal, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I zoned out that week. I didn't listen. <laughs> uh, he, he, he just talked about the continuity of the Red Wings in the 90s and how, you know, like we're talking yeah. about, keeping things simple. And go and and making minor changes 
keeps makes the team stronger versus the major changes. But you that's, know, you know, that's I'm all. gonna I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a stab at it, Sal, and, and thank you for the call. I, it was probably Bernie Ferrato. I, I I know he was on the show that week. Um, there's there's a Detroit connection there. I've I've actually had that conversation with Bernie quite a, quite a number of times about the Red Wings in the 90s, what they were able to do year after year after year. Uh, and the only thing that I'm going to add to you know the the conversation is. I agree that the West is wide open, and you've got this opportunity in front of you for the Vegas Golden Knights where you know you add here and there, maybe bits and pieces, solidifying the depth of this organization, this team going into the playoffs, and then if you're able to get Mark Stone back somewhere in the playoffs, who knows? It's, it's a legitimate opportunity in front, and there is a path, I think, for the Golden Knights to do some damage. It depends on the health of Mark Stone, as it's always going to. Uh, but if you can add some pieces and you get Mark Stone back, this team could be very dangerous in the postseason. we got a busy show uh, still to come here. More from the Oyo Hotel and Casino, what's happening uh, down there with uh, Ryan. Uh, an update on the Arizona Coyotes and the roster they've been able to put together through LTIR. It's incredible. And I don't know why more people aren't talking about them as a Stanley Cup uh, contender. And what could happen as a result of this Shea Weber trade to Arizona for Dylan Mayo. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Stay with us. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. We're back at the BGK Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. I was going to give that another five seconds to try and figure out what the heck it was. But uh, I didn't think five seconds would be enough for me to do a deeper dive into whatever techno jam Jared Justice has going on Fox Sports, Las Vegas uh, from yeah. Studio 31 and the Oil Hotel and Casino. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace. Uh, how's the lineup today? Because we had uh, Bethany go down last week, yep. uh, tripped yep. up, and then we had to kind of speak sternly to everybody. Sure. It was one line, one line only, uh, things in a little more orderly fashion. Yeah, uh, a little bit, a little bit, uh, though we little got... Little bit. Yeah, a little bit. It's, it's a madhouse here, Darren. You know what it's like at uh, the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. And when you, when you get a sense of what I'm giving away today, you'll understand why. Uh, if you want to see Flogging Molly, you need to come down here. We are, we are giving two... Well, we're registering, registering for your chance to win two tickets to see Flogging Molly on... March 16th. So, like, I can't think of a better way to spend St. Patrick's Day than to see Flogging Molly. So get down here, put your name in the hopper for that. I've got T-shirts. I've got Hooters calendars. I've got Liquid Death Murdering Your Thirst. All you got to do is come up here and grab the case. This water is phenomenal. It's fantastic. You should come down here, say hello to me. You've got a chance to win Flogging Molly tickets. And by the way, just for stopping by, you can grab uh, UNLV Running Rebel tickets. Darren, that's basketball, if you remember from last week. There we are. Running Rebel tickets uh, for this Friday. If you're so inclined, come on down here, say hello, grab the tickets. And uh, we are hanging out, or I am anyway, till 6 p.m. What's the lineup like? Is it orderly? Is there some Uh, jostling? Because it was our fault last week because we had one uh, one area for tickets and another area for swag. And people were were jumping out and going back to back. So Uh, I suggested we put everything in one spot and have a line go through. 
So given how pandemonious it was last week, we actually ended up putting everything in front of where your seat is. All right. So we're directing and funneling all of the pandemonium to you. We're, we're hoping that everything was going to go in your direction, and right now it's working out pretty well. We've got a couple of names in the hopper as we speak, and more to come. So, uh, you know, come on down here, always free parking, and put your name in the hopper. You might win. I was walking out last week in that uh, $1 blackjack table. Yeah. With, like, it, it was going crazy. And I stood and watched. I, and I stood back. Because, uh, somebody's going to have to explain to me the protocol and the, the manners uh, that go with that. Because I didn't want to get too close and be hovering and have mm-hmm. somebody think, like, oh, this, this person's bad luck near me. Or what's well, this person generally. doing looking over my shoulder, et cetera. So I stood about uh, six, seven feet away. Uh, how close am I, should I get or can I get to, to watch, watching a, a blackjack table? Because it was so exciting watching everybody go uh, $1 blackjack. T- I, I think it's the Strip's only $1 blackjack table. It, it is the only $1 blackjack table on the Strip. You can get as close as you want to because I, I don't think that there's any, like, enforced um, it, it, I don't think it's an enforced rule that you can be this close or that close. I just think that what you have to do, Darren, is not anger somebody at the table. If you mm. anger somebody at the table, it's well within their right to swing at you, and it's totally fine. Really? Oh, Take yeah, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Take a big left. Yeah. Uh, right over to me. Uh, let's yep. take a, a break. We've got a TF hour number two of the VGK Insider Show, and uh, I will give you an idea of what Arizona is doing in acquiring Shea Weber's contract and a fifth-round pick from the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, that trade went down today. has nothing to do with the trade deadline, uh, per se, but it does uh, certainly point to uh, the uh, plans for the Arizona Coyotes. And there's something brewing here that not a single person has talked about other than my friend that I made on Twitter today. And we've mm. concocted uh, a plan for the Arizona Coyotes that every insider in the National Hockey League has missed. Uh, we'll bring you that as we continue. the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Stay with us. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Got to talk to uh, people about one of the cool things uh, regarding my job. Hmm. I get to be friends with people who are kind of big deals. Oh, and wow. then you forget that they're kind of big deals yeah. and that they're more your friends. But every now and then. It's like me with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You, this probably happens to you every now and then. Where we'll have somebody on and you'll go, geez, Millard's, Millard's elite. But but I'm talking about Shane Knighty. So Shane's one of uh, our, our great friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he busts on me and, and I call him a burnt marshmallow because he's all crusty. Like we've got, we've got a great relationship. But but he he's a big deal, and I got a, a text today of his uh, jersey hanging on the wall of his hometown arena, yeah. and and how awesome this uh, this person thought that it, that it was to see Shane's autographed jersey up there, uh, played in the National Hockey League, and they think it's cool that I know Shane, and I thought that's that is right. Shane's a really big deal, and I should treat him like that, just like you to me. Hour number two is coming up next.